In the age of Instagram and social sharing, brick-and-mortar businesses offer a unique advantage that even the biggest and best online platforms can't compete with. On Brick and Mortar Reborn, we talk with business owners and industry experts about what they're seeing work best for brick and mortar businesses who aren't just competing with their online counterparts, but thriving in spite of all the options that customers now have. We'll share exactly what you can do to set yourself up for success with an experience that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. And now our host, Bobby Maramat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Samuel Mueller, who's the CEO and co-founder of Scandit. Samuel, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Hi, Bobby. Absolutely, absolutely. I know busy, uh, schedules are busy. So again, appreciate you taking some time to spend with our listeners. It's much appreciated. You're welcome. Awesome. So before we get uh, you know, started, we'd love to learn a little about you and about Scandit, if you don't mind starting with you, and then we can kind of roll into uh, Scandit. My name is Samuel. I'm the CEO and one of the founders of a company called Scandit. We're all about bringing um, the latest and best of computer vision to modern enterprises, really help them change the way they operate core processes in store operations, but also in the way they engage with shoppers in store and at home on the go. So that's that's what we do. Awesome. 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 What, uh, what led you to uh, to start the company? Well, uh, years back, we, we've, we've really been excited about the prospect of um, bringing the power that smartphones at the time, camera phones, um, have been incorporating into their little uh, the little um, set of devices that they were and bring those to everyday use cases, right? Um, initially, we focused lots on enabling consumers, shoppers in a variety of sort of day-to-day types of circumstances. So things like price comparisons, scan and go, creating smart shopping lists as examples. And from there, we've sort of found our way into more classical operations processes, be it in retail store operations. So things like taking cycle counts, helping to make the checkout process more seamless or making sure that retailers know about the stuff they're receiving and and, and shipping out from stores on a day-to-day basis. Similarly, in other verticals, we saw opportunities to make such capabilities available to logistics companies in a last mile delivery context or support picking operations in a DC or warehouse. And and then again, we brought that to other verticals like manufacturing or healthcare, where it's all about really engaging and supporting patients with the right care or helping make sure that the right products get produced in the first place, but then shipped to the right people and installed correctly. And you, you know, in simple terms, if I had to say, you know, uh, for listeners purposes, what Scandit does, you enable businesses and consumers to interact, Right. You're blending kind of physical and digital worlds. And how are you doing that? What's what's kind of the, the magic there? I think in very simple terms, right? I mean, if you think about what a, a smartphone does and what a smartphone is, it's really, a, a, in many regards, a, an extension to ourselves at this point, right? But an extension to ourselves that's equipped with a sensor that's quite important, namely a camera, right? And that camera can be used to identify everything that's appearing in front of it, right? In a retail context, that means you can point that smart device camera at a retail shelf and almost almost magically pick up all the items on that shelf, understand what's on the price label, understand whether or not the price on the price tag is the right price or if it needs to be changed up or if it needs to be marked down. You can go and look up 
information about a product by simply pointing that smartphone at an individual barcode on a product or the product facing outright and learn about ratings and reviews for that product. You can understand whether or not there is a a, a supplementary product or a complementary product that goes with it, right? Sort of, a, you can think about like the pasta and the pasta sauce that would go together and things like this. And from there, you can take it all the way to checkout, right? So again, just pointing the camera or a mobile app running on a smartphone, point that at um, uh, the product and and hit the button and be done with your with your shopping. And what do you uh, for for like a retail uh, from a retail standpoint? If I'm a retailer. What are some of the tools? What are some of the ways that I use your technology? It's a pretty wide spectrum. I mean, uh, I'd say high level, it splits across three types of use cases, right? You have consumer-facing types of use cases, which are things like scan and go, um, mobile shopping apps, smart shopping lists, and so on. So, so typically mobile applications that are made available to shoppers via a public, public app store. And they're really providing a channel for retailers to engage with shoppers at their homes, in-store, on-the-go more directly. And and in all these types of mobile applications, shoppers are able to point the the device at any product or any, say, an advertisement of sorts, right? Start to interact with it, maybe start an ordering process, start the shopping journey, add those products to a shopping list to then come back to that, that list later, or check out seamlessly directly through a mobile application. So that's sort of, these are examples of these consumer facing mobile applications that retailers use to engage with shoppers more directly and more easily. Second category is around consumer facing employee enablement, right? You, you, there, there are various in-store applications where store associates need to engage with shoppers in a store-based environment. Uh, this can be because they want to provide better advice. So shoppers walk up to them and have a question about whether or not certain products are being carried in that particular store location or whether or not a different product variant, say a, a, a pair of shoes in a certain color or size is still available in the back room or in a different store location, right? Shoppers today have these types of expectations and, and requests, right? And, and employees uh, and really retailers need to make sure that their store employees are equipped with the right tool to answer these types of questions and engage shoppers in in modern ways, right? In ways that 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 really give their employees an edge over the information that shoppers carry in their pocket through their mobile applications already. So these are examples of employee-focused mobile applications that that retail associates use to better support shoppers in store, to provide advice, but also handle checkout, similar to the the Apple retail checkout experience. And then third, and that's the third category of mobile applications, is, is really more operational focused in-store and back of the house applications. So these are things like taking cycle counts, running inventory checks, um, receiving products at, sho- at, at an individual store location in the morning, or getting products ready to be shipped from store locations or shipped from a centralized warehouse applic- um, uh, location, or bringing uh, this to stationary or autonomous devices, right? We're enabling um, retailers with applications where all the monitoring of products on shelves or in a, in a back office are handled through either autonomous agents that carry cameras and sort of monitor what's going in and out of, of a shelf, or we are using uh, stationary cameras um, uh, to sense what's, what's, on a, what's on a shelf and what needs to be reordered as an example. What have you felt like over the last few years? Uh, have, have there been changes in really consumer behavior and the in the use of technology within within locations? 
Well, I mean, I think uh, certainly over the last close to two years of the, of the pandemic and everything that happened since, uh, I think we've started to observe true omni-channel buying behaviors, right? So nowadays, shoppers really shop anytime and in any place, right? And their expectations have been changing accordingly, right? So I think the the result is an increase in expectations around availability, right? So really knowing and understanding even before going to a particular store location, whether or not certain products and product categories are indeed available in that location, whether or not there is certain choice, right? Alternatives, complements, and so on. And then also, I think, uh, bringing a new level of experience um, into that sort of shopping sort of environment, right? So I think the the benefits of a physical store-based shopping experience in many regards, of course, is something that we, that we enjoy, that we desire, right? But then there are disadvantages, right? Like getting in line, kind of like, again, the uncertainty about whether or not a certain product can be found in a particular store location. And then when we compare that with sort of the, the e-commerce environment that we've all gotten used to over the past couple of years, and, and certainly during the pandemic and, and, and lockdowns specifically, we had to uh, rely on almost exclusively in many ways, right? I mean, obviously, again, there's sort of independence of time when you do your shopping, right? It's sort of the endless aisle concept finally coming to finally coming to, to life and fruition. But then again, there are disadvantages there as well, right? I mean, even, even though same-day delivery or next-day delivery bring a level of immediateness, right? It's not, it's not the instant gratification that you get from being able to touch a product, try it on immediately, right? So you still have to wait and long for the product to arrive. And so I think what we're seeing is sort of a convergence of these things in many regards, where technology is able to help bridge the gap to help sort of integrate these types of experiences to, into something that's truly blended and that brings the best of both worlds together. So I think that is, I think really on the back of these changes in expectations, areas of, of, of change and innovation that we're seeing in the marketplace. What do you think the future holds as far as, do you think we're going to see more technology changes and more process changes here in the next few years? Or do you think we're at a point where things have evolved and, and you know, for, for the next few years, it's just about getting that customer experience right and, and really not new uses of technology? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I'd say uh, there are a couple of technologies that have sort of been sort of tried and launched in the past that are really starting to see real use use at scale, right? So one one such area um, that I think is particularly useful in, in the context of some of the examples I've just walked through and talked through beforehand is, is augmented reality and specifically the combination of computer vision and augmented reality on, 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 on modern smart devices in the hands of both consumers and employees, right? I think this is where many of these elements have an opportunity to come together where, again, that instant gratification of an in-store shopping experience, the ability to touch a product, to try it on, can be blended with the added value of accessing truly the endless aisle and, and getting visuals of a different product variant. Again, you may be trying on a, a certain shoe in a certain color and the size may fit perfectly, but you still like the other color better. So um, you now really have the opportunity to see that, that particular shoe in that size and color right there in front of you. You've tried it on, you kind of know what it feels like, and now you just want to get it delivered to your home. That is now possible and it's possible at scale. 
And that is only possible because a couple of technological advances are truly coming together, right? We're, we're seeing smart devices and, and mobile app technology that has matured to a certain level. We're seeing these capabilities being supported and enabled on web applications too, right? The sort of um, uh, retailers are looking at alternative ways um, to building everything natively and in mobile native apps, right? So we're seeing that convergence. At the same time, we're seeing various on-device computer vision approaches really providing the performance, the accurateness, the accuracy, the speed and the immediateness of recognizing products right there on the spot at that very high level of accuracy. And that that really creates the foundation to deliver these augmented reality-based experiences where in the end, it all starts from knowing exactly what the camera of a device is pointing at, being able to precisely identify these objects, right? Whether it's that, that pair of trainers, whether it's a particular garment, whether it's um, that TV set that you're looking at in a physical store environment, the ability to recognize these items and these the, and, and equip and blend the physical items you're looking at with relevant skew level data and really visualize these in augmented reality through the lens of a smart device that the customer is carrying in his or her pocket at, at all times, this is really coming together as, as a reality at this point. And I think while none of these technologies by themselves are entirely new, I think what is new is that all the capabilities together are coming together to a level of performance and integration that truly allows retailers to take advantage of these capabilities and scale them out to millions of users, uh, hundreds or thousands of stores and tens of thousands of store associates. And I think that is truly groundbreaking. Do you feel like... um... You know, retailers that are really looking to kind of digitize or modernize their retail operations model. Is there like a a high level strategy that you can recommend? I know that each retailer is going to be a little bit different based on, you know, the demographic that they serve and what their aim is and what their goals are, et cetera. But is there like an overall advice that you can give these retailers? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a couple of things. I mean, obviously, I'd say starting with the basics, right? I mean, everyone obviously needs to think hard about the core operational needs and, and digitization needs relative to business strategy and, and, and strategic objectives that, that they're setting out to accomplish, right? I mean, uh, then uh, there are a couple of sort of more infrastructure topics that have to be gotten right, right? I mean, you have uh, typically, you don't start from scratch, right? You don't start on a green field, but but there is a plethora of sort of legacy and, and sort of more established systems that, that you're using and that you're leaning on. So I think getting that infrastructure right and really pulling in appropriate SKU level master data management that allows you to tap into the relevant data sources and, and really start to leverage a more integrated data layer to serve up and enable um, solutions that ultimately help digitize core processes is, is key, right? And then I think, uh, again, I mean, typically what we found works really well is the ability to then on such an infrastructure to really tap into many of the things that are there that people are familiar with, right? With a view on um, uh, the, the shoppers, I think, the biggest opportunity we see there, and that's worked really well for some of our customers, is tapping into the power of the um, smart devices that they all bring to their stores, right? And, and and think hard about 
how the right mobile applications can help drive that customer engagement, how the right mobile web application can help really integrate with the e-com experience that people are often starting their, their shopping journey with, how they can not just benefit from a more seamless checkout experience with a mobile scan-and-go application, but how that same mobile application can really guide them through the shopping journey, right? Starting at home, really getting clarity and visibility of the products that need to be bought and sort of thought of next uh, during the next shopping trip, how that information can then guide the shopper through the physical store location of their choice, really guide them to the right aisle, help them understand the products that they want to go to next, any relevant adjacent or complementary product that they may want to add to their shopping basket. Help them understand which products are good for them, which products uh, they can uh, maybe substitute with something that's more healthy and so on, right? So we're seeing a lot of that happening. And, and obviously, in contrast to, I think, many of the maybe exciting ideas from the past um, that would require a lot of infrastructure to be pulled into physical store locations, the ability to leverage uh, really the smart devices um, that consumers bring to physical store locations, bring onto their shopping trips with them and use those devices as a stepping stone, as a foundation, as a, as a platform for innovation to enable these types of experiences, I think is a massive opportunity. Likewise, on and with a view on employees and, and the tasks they have to deal with and, and cope with as part of the day-to-day -day being store associates, as an example. I think we're seeing a big trend towards the adoption of smartphones under really two main models, right? On the one hand, there is sort of a, a corporate-owned, personally-enabled device strategy that is becoming really, really popular, including with industry heavyweights such as Walmart adopting hundreds of thousands of smartphones that they're equipping their um, store associates with, really with a means and with a view towards empowering these associates to, to be the best version of themselves right there in the physical retail aisle and, and, and really, again, engage with shoppers with the right information at their fingertips, but also be equipped to uh, handle their typical day-to-day -day store task, whether it's reordering, shipping, receiving, etc. All of that can be handled through that one device and a set of applications running on these devices. And of course, the second model here is bring your own device that's become really popular as well. And uh, oftentimes is, is being mixed by many of the market participants we engage with. And in that sense, complements such a, a, a corporate-owned, personally-enabled copy device uh, model. But, but bring your own device really extending the reach of these mobile applications and strategies, enabling uh, part-time workers, um, peak time, or gig economy type market participants to engage in and using the same types of mobile applications to realize these value-added customer services that they're looking to, um, uh, to offer as part of their store-based experience and as part of digital transformation strategies. What do you think are going to be influencing factors that continue to drive demand for really kind of self-scanning solutions and, and really that self-service type technology within locations? I'd say there are a couple of things, right? I mean, on the one hand, of course, you, you need to think about the reasons that people would under, sort of go to physical store locations for, right? And then uh, the reasons why a scan-and-go type solution would be preferable to a traditional checkout process. I think... 
what we find is that the ability to save time as part of the shopping process or the shopping journey in combination with the added value that comes from accessing relevant information to support your buying decision as you sort of make your way as you make your way through your shopping list on the one hand and really being guided through that journey much more effectively in combination with a very seamless and sort of painless checkout is a big, big driver and the big value add that the customers are going for. Now, that being said, though, of course, the fact that uh, these solutions exist and uh, needs to be propagated, right? So, so awareness is a big thing, right? So, and, and, and strategies that retailers that we work with have used to really drive adoption here is um, marketing and merchandising these types of solutions directly in physical store environments where previously they would have set up their self-checkout kiosks or dedicated uh, self-scanning solutions as well. So kind of really helping their customers ex- both discover and then experience these mobile app solutions that they can not only use to experience a more personalized uh, scan-and-go shopping experience, but also then again, take it back with them to their homes and and, and use use those mobile apps as a trigger to the next shopping process, a shopping journey. And I think that is is really a, a pretty strong cycle that can help shoppers get familiar with uh, the solutions and and really start to experience the benefits that ultimately are most important, right? It's all about uh, the benefits ultimately to the shopper. So they they understand why using a scan-and-go solution gets them through uh, the shopping journey and the store uh, more effectively, equips them with the right information to buy and which items to buy and, and really reducing any, any fears and worries of p- about picking the wrong item, for instance, and then offers flexibility as well, right? So you're, you're making your way through the, uh, the aisle, you're, you're, you're stumbling across the product that's not available in the particular variant that you're looking for, you're adding that to your shopping basket nonetheless and getting it shipped to you while you're completing your journey. Things like this are really additive from a value creation and experience perspective, right? And add to the benefits of the in-store experience that we spoke about beforehand. And I think that then is the overarching driver for adoption. And of course, on the flip side, for retailers, you get all the benefits of being able to tap into um, uh, revenue opportunities from being able to market additional complementary and other other product versions that you might uh, that might be relevant at any particular step towards and during that journey. On the flip side, of course, there is infrastructure costs and operational efficiencies that can be had and tapped into as well. So I think it's net net. It's it's a big win for both both ends of of the of the relationship if done right. Uh, Samuel, as you think about the role of the the physical store, how do you think about that? You know, the physical store and the future of the retail industry, just kind of overall. Well, I mean, I think to me, physical stores, and again, it's, it's very much sort of aligned with the theme that we've been talking about. I mean, physical store locations in, in some sense are sort of experience, curation, and instant gratification hops of sorts, right? So you can, you can really sort of, for many retail categories and, uh, and types of products that you're looking to sell through such locations, I think that the key piece is to be able to go there, experience, feel, and, 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 and get to know products. And, and for many types of purchases, this may be enough to trigger a, a specific decision-making process and, and really drive a sale. Um, that is, of course, different in a situation where you're just looking to 
address uh, a very specific need, like I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, and I need to need to drink now, right? So that's a different environment. In this case, of course, the grocery or convenience store doesn't, in many regards, change, except that it can be augmented and enabled with the right technology to to really broaden its function. Out of curiosity, you've probably seen a lot of uh, you know kind of cool implementations in location of you know different kind of experiences that have been built. What is what is maybe one of your favorite? Great ones that you can share. Well, I think it's to me. It's I mean, there is lots of lots of cool stuff, right? Including kind of large scale augmented reality deployments that help uh, shoppers in a grocery environment pick the right wine that matches a certain dish or a certain uh, a sort of gift strategy, right? So you're going into a physical store location, you're sort of overwhelmed with sort of a wall of wine from different countries, locations, and grapes, right? So which one to pick, right? That satisfies your budget, that goes well with uh, someone's taste, or a particular dish that you're going to cook. So so the ability to point um, a, a smart device and the mobile app running on that device at the shelf, and almost magically being kind of having picked out the wine bottles that, that go with your criteria, I think is an almost magical experience that personally I think is super exciting. Um, there are other examples though, like for example, just the, the the Apple retail experience that is, I think, while not as maybe exciting like the, the example I just spoke to, I think is an incredible example of really bringing these concepts together in a way that's incredibly slick and hyper-consistent with a retailer's brand experience, right? And sort of the ability to have a slick checkout, great advice and highly personalized advice and and checkout experience, as you can experience in in an Apple retail store, I think is another great example of effectively what we've been talking about, right? Sort of blending some of these benefits where you want to benefit from the tech that that in this case enables a very slick experience, but all at the same time, you're sort of engaging with a human, you're engaging with a store associate that is able to sort of really assist you right there where you have the problem right there in the aisle, answer the questions that you need to get answered and get you on your way as soon as you, as soon as you want. So I think that's another example that is less flashy, but hyper consistent. That was a wealth of information, Samuel. I appreciate it. Before we let you go, I want to see... Um... What I know you're in the Zurich area. What are what are some of your favorite places in, in Zurich for as people kind of as travel opens up and people start traveling again? Lots of great places. So I think uh, for people that haven't traveled uh, to Zurich, Switzerland, I think a great place to start exploring is uh, sort of the lake area, right? So Zurich is neatly tucked around sort of the upper part of the lake of Zurich. From there, you get an incredible sort of view of uh, the Swiss Alps on a great and beautiful sunny day and it sets you off on on a sort of a journey where you can follow the river and explore the city i think that's a that's a great great starting point for a visit amazing amazing thank you again sammy for your time today that was a wealth of information we absolutely appreciate it and i know our listeners are really gonna enjoy this one thanks so much thanks for tuning in to this episode of brick and mortar reborn To find the resources mentioned in this show and detailed show notes, head over to brickandmortarreborn.com.